the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Together for Good, brought to you by Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. Together for Good exists to recognize and uplift the many people working together for the good of San Antonio and the surrounding communities. Now here's the host of Together for Good, Cody Knowlton. Well, hello, and welcome back to Together for Good. This show is being brought to you by the Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio as a part of our mission to honor our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and our Baptist heritage by encouraging and funding health-related programs at area nonprofits and churches. Through Together for Good, we connect our audience to the great work these organizations do in our community. Well, we're here in the beginning of a new school year, and while many of us are sending our kids off to school confident that they have everything they need for success, that's not the case for every family. It's estimated that almost 10 million children in the U.S. today are facing food insecurity, which is the uncertainty of where their next meal will come from. While school lunch programs help fill a lot of these gaps, there are kids that can fall between the cracks. And that's where organizations like Snack Pack for Kids SA come in. So I'm pleased to welcome two representatives of Snack Pack for Kids today to talk with me. And uh, we've actually got the founder of Snack Pack for Kids. Leslie Kingman is here with us today, and she's the pioneer. I mean, she is the one that uh, made this all get started, and we're grateful for her. And she served as the volunteer executive director for nine years. And her background includes being an accountant uh, by profession. Uh, She's owned a small business and, and has done a lot of volunteering, particularly in the areas of education and faith. She's a member of Grace Northridge Church, and that is an Anglican church that first initiated the Snack Pack program at Lamar Elementary. And then Michelle Angulo has served as the executive director of Snack Pack for Kids since 2021. She began her journey with Snack Pack for Kids in 2014 when she started the program at her children's elementary school. So she has a passion for serving her community, especially children in need. So Michelle, Leslie, thank you all for joining us today. And we're just grateful for all y'all do. And as the school year is already underway at this point, um, you're seeing it on a daily and weekly basis. So we're anxious to talk with y'all today. So, Michelle, let me let me ask you first, you know, how does food insecurity affect children differently than adults? Well, food insecurity for children, um, they have zero control over their circumstances and they do not have the ability to access resources that are available in the community. So we see, or the teachers see in the classroom, these children exhibit behavior issues. Um, They have trouble concentrating in classrooms um, and the inability to relate to their peers. And so those key developmental aspects of growing as a child, that food insecurity then further, as they become adults, can lead into issues of obesity and chronic illnesses and even crime. And so it's so important for these children to have their nutritional needs met, especially over the weekend. 
so they can bridge that gap when they have resources available to them at school. So, I mean, with adults, the train has left the station, per se. But with kids, I mean, they're just getting started. And so they must have that proper nutrition on the front end. uh, Absolutely, 100%. And, 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 And not only the proper nutrition, but the ability to socialize within the classroom. And hunger is that barrier for these children. That's right. That's right. Leslie, how did you get this started? I mean, you know, how did Snack Pack for Kids really begin? And what inspired you to, to kind of go down this road? Well, um, I heard a guy named Reggie McNeil, not the A&M football player, but a, the Christian speaker uh, at a national church conference about 12 years ago. And he talked about the church being not a building but what it did outside of the walls of its building. And it really spoke to our church because we didn't have a building anyway. So we were looking for ways to be more intentional about mission and to be more consistent about the kind of mission we offered. And Reggie spoke about weekend hunger in kids. And I have to honestly say, I raised four kids, I never thought about the fact that there were children in their classrooms and any classrooms that didn't have adequate food on the weekend. I thought, well, we got the free and reduced lunch program, blah, blah, blah. But their needs weren't being met on the weekend. And he spoke about that, and it really touched my heart. And I leaned over to our pastor at the time, and I said, you know, we could do this. And I started researching it, found Snack Pack for Kids in Amarillo. Um, Loved loved what they were doing because it was all about dignity and respect for the child. It was about consistency and quality. It just spoke to me about what the faith community wants to do. We want to bring the best to the table for everybody we serve, and that's what the Snack Pack program in Amarillo did and still does, and that's how we ended up being associated with them. Well, and of course, that's seven meals when you think about it. I mean, that's Friday dinner all the way till they get breakfast, you know, on Monday morning, so... It's a our snack pack gives a child about twenty one hundred calories and about sixty oh, 70, 70 grams of protein, protein. in mm-hmm. a weekend. So it doesn't completely cover seven meals, but it gives them a great start to um, having enough nutrition to make it through the weekend. Mm-hmm. Michelle, keep going on that topic. I mean, tell us what a snack pack is and, and how it is provided the children who need it. Kind of tell us how your process works. In our snack packs, we really try to focus on getting um First of all, it has to be shelf-stable, and it has to be uh, be able to open or administered by somebody as young as four years old. So we're looking to pack in as much protein and calories and calcium, and we have about 11 to 13 shelf-stable items that we place in this snack pack that's distributed every week. And then how the program works, teachers identify students in their classrooms who show signs of hunger and that they believe would benefit from a snack pack. And once they are identified, then they will start receiving one every single weekend. Mm. So obviously you're doing this through school districts. So tell us about how many school districts you have and that partnership that you have with them to do this. Well, this has been great. As we said, this is our 11th year going in. We started in one school and one school district serving about 40 students every weekend. Last year, we were in six school districts in Bear County, serving um, about 3,000 children every weekend in about 51 schools. So we have grown tremendously, but we know the need is still out there, and we're just trying to address it where we can. Our relationships, um, it's been 
uh, what we do, we do it very well. And our word of mouth from our schools, from family specialists and counselors, they all speak to each other. And so we have schools who contact us who want their program on their campus. And so we go out there and we find ways to find the support, financial and volunteer support they need to bring this program on their campus. Well, I'll, I'll agree with the statement you made that y'all do it very well because I am a volunteer with Snack Pack for Kids. And, you, and guys, thank you, for that. you guys are a well-oiled machine, and I get the, the tail end of what you're doing. I don't see the, the real back end. I mean, I'm at the school you know, doing the mm-hmm. delivery part, but I know it's all that hard work uh, that y'all do to get it there is uh is is so appreciated so well and it's a community effort we have volunteers that come to our warehouse to assemble these snack packs uh, monthly we have relationships with moving companies who donate their drivers and their trucks to help us distribute these snack packs to each of these campuses and then we have volunteers like yourself who deliver these snack packs to teachers classrooms Mm -hmm. every week Leslie, talk about how y'all train teachers to watch for these warning signs that Michelle mentioned, you know, of food insecurity and kind of hunger in their students. So, you know, what what are those signs that you're telling teachers um, to look for? We go in and train teachers, but our teachers know. Mm -hmm. I mean, when we start talking about food insecurity to teachers, you can see their heads nod. And you, you know that they're thinking of specific children that they know so well that would have benefited or can benefit from a snack pack. Um, The typical signs we tell teachers to look for are things like rushing the food lines, um, hoarding food or hiding food, um, extreme hunger and being late on Monday mornings, if they come at all, Uh, eating all the food that's served on their plate, lingering around for seconds, um, and then just exhibiting apprehension about what the weekend's going to look like on Fridays. A Mm. lot of these children, a teacher said to me, I was doing one teacher training this week, she said, these kids don't want to go home. And they start exhibiting that apprehension of what the weekend's going to look like because it's a food desert early in the day on Friday. Mm. And this teacher was telling me some kids, you know, we are very discreet in the way that we ask teachers to distribute snack packs. Some kids are going, I need my snack pack now. Mm-hmm. And other students are, of course, um, don't want other people to know they're getting it. But we hope that we're meeting the kid where they are. Mm-hmm. And we hope that we are creating weekend security for that kid. Yeah. So. Yeah. To just add on what Leslie was saying, yes, these children are anxious on Friday and come back to school Monday tired and lethargic. So they're missing two instructional days right. every week for the whole school year, which is impossible. These are our most marginalized kids. Mm. They don't need to miss two instructional days. They That's need right. all five instructional days. Yeah. Michelle, uh, I know you guys take food donations, but only if it's peanut butter. <laughs> so tell us about that. Well, going back to our program, we are very intentional about everything we do and everything we place in that snack pack. So that is why we purchase brand name, brand new snack items that really are nutrient dense. We also taste test with kids because we want to make sure we're putting items in there that they will eat. Mm. Because if they're not consuming 
the snacks, then it's not meeting their nutritional needs over the weekends. Um, However, once a month, we include an 18-ounce jar of peanut butter in um, every snack pack because we're trying to pack in more calories and protein into those bags every month. Um, We take donations from, you know, community groups, businesses, um, youth groups, and then also in our area, the high schools conduct peanut butter bowls. Hmm. And so we're recipients of those donations as well. Yeah. But it keeps your inventory a lot simpler when all you got to worry about is peanut butter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then everything and anything that could get donated to you, right. which is wonderful, but that's not exactly what you need. Well, and the consistency, uh, it's one of our core values is is the consistency portion. So every child knows exactly what's going to be in their snack pack each and every week. That's right. Folks, if you're just joining us, this is Together for Good, and I'm your host, Cody Knowlton. This program is being brought to you by the Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio, and today's show addresses the problem of hunger among school-age children in our area. And one of the nonprofits that's working really hard to combat it is Snack Pack for Kids SA. And I'm joined here by Snack Pack's founder, Leslie Kingman, and its executive director, Michelle Angulo. So we are grateful y'all are with us. Let's let's keep this wonderful conversation going. Michelle, how can someone volunteer and become involved with Snack Packs? And what would be some of their responsibilities if they do volunteer? Well, you can uh, go to our website at sp4ksa.org, and there will be an option for you to volunteer for our packing nights. We have two packing nights a month and one morning each month. Um that entails assembling these snack packs, as we tell, we strongly encourage um, everyone to come out. It's one hour of organized chaos and fun. We are one of the few opportunities that families can volunteer together. So we have children as young as four uh, being involved in the process. So it's great to see kids helping kids. So that is one way. Um, you also can come one morning each month. We deliver these snack packs to campuses, and you can help us unload the truck at each campus and volunteer your time there as well. And of course, I know the, the organization I'm with is the Rotary Club of San Antonio, so I know we're assigned to a school, so you're very open to organizations uh, partnering with you to go to a particular school and kind of, I guess, adopt that school, if you will, and be that group. Oh, absolutely. Well, and Leslie can speak to even her group when Grace came along and supported Lamar it's well you could probably speak about that just that sense of you know when we first started this program at Lamar the counselor and the principal and I were on the same page and and the counselor said this is so necessary and the teachers were a little like "Mm, I don't know you know sometimes churches come in they do something and then they don't stay And the beautiful thing about snack packs is it allows you to come in on a consistent basis and stay and be a constant presence on that school. What that does is that develops community relationship. It builds um, support and enthusiasm. It shows teachers that they're not the only ones in the ballgame trying to help these kids. And it really does um, enrich the campus. It really does. Um, the gentleman that's the, that was the principal that's now the coordinator over several elementary schools has just contacted us about his third elementary school. He's like, I want this for mm. this. We're, we're in his, the two he had, and now he wants us for the third. Mm. He said, I want this for this campus, too. Yeah. 
Yeah. So. Well, I can speak from experience that when we walk into that school, it is a relationship. They know who we are. We Absolutely. know them. We're saying hello. I mean, when we see them once a month, a yeah. but they know, you know, at early morning that uh, some folks from Rotary are going to be there. And it's just encouraging. And of course, you always hear, you know, the person serving is the one more blessed than the receiver. Right. And I can, I can say that. So, uh, Leslie, uh, this question for you, since Snack Pack is such a young organization, you know, what advice would you offer to other organization founders who are just starting out? First, I would get on my knees <laughs> because <laughs> stuff comes at you that you just can't figure out how to handle but for God. Mm. And that is what has happened to us over and over again. Um, let's certainly make sure the need exists. When when I came back to Lamar, because we already had a relationship with Lamar, and I said to the counselor, do you kids that are hungry on the weekend? She's like, oh, yeah. You know, you have to make sure the need is there. It may be a great idea to you, but... It may be that somebody else is already doing that or that it's not it's it's your perceived need, it's not the reality of what's going on. Um, I said be respectful but brave in conversations mm. with those who can help support you and also with those whom you support. Uh, that's really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, you gotta know your stuff, you gotta do your job well. We really focus at snack packs on being organized and efficient and not wasting volunteers time we've done that since the very beginning and i think it shows i think it's why people sign up we we call ourselves we we laugh because it's hot in our warehouse and all that stuff but we're the hottest ticket in town people want to come volunteer with us because they know it'll be organized and they know that when we say you'll be out by x you'll be out by x that's right and people really appreciate that um, find the right people to come alongside you. If you're not a financial person, you're going to have to have one of those. Um, just look hard for those people. When I was starting Snack Packs, when we were starting the board, I was doing Masters in Leadership here in San Antonio. And so I rode the bus for a year with all these different really amazing people. And um, three of them became my first board members yep. because I could tell that they had a heart for it. Mm-hmm. And um and then find receptive audiences and do pilot projects to figure it all out, to make sure that you're serving well and make sure that you let those you are serving evaluate you mm-hmm. to tell you whether or not you're doing a good job. That's yep. really important. Yep. Need people that will be honest around yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. Leslie, how did the faith-based beginnings of Snack Pack for Kids inform how it functions now? I mean, what kind of relationship uh, do you have with churches? Well, we have great relationships with several churches, and churches were the big... When we started Snack Packs, they were the first group we went to. Um, And most of the churches that became part of our organization early on, sponsoring a school, have remained. But we found um, that we are intentional about being honest and upfront about the fact that we are faith-based and that we are going to cover everything we do in prayer we cover the food that we pack every snack pack night you know you've been there um with prayer because we know but for god this would not be successful we had um several examples early on where you could just see god's hand one was um the very first year we were doing it the gentleman in amarillo with snack pack said you're going to need to do this in the summer and I was kind of tired. And I thought, oh, oh, you know, really? I mean, aren't there other things that serve kids in the summer? And um, 
he said, Leslie, I'm just telling you, you need to do it in the summer. And, of course, I just thought, oh, well, we don't have the money, mm-hmm. which we didn't. And um, I got a jar of cherry jam at my front door one day with a $5,000 check Ooh, wow. from a friend who did not know we had the need. And um, I was like, oh, God, really, God. I mean, I am supposed to – I have no – What? I, I don't have a choice. We mm-hmm. have to do this in the summer, and we did, and we consistently provided in the summer as well. Then um, I'm trying to think of the year. So maybe 2016 or 2017, we had a big, huge hailstorm here, and the Daily Bread, who we um, warehouse with, it was in their old warehouse. They had a bunch of skylights in their warehouse space. And we were already set up for a pack. So all the food was on the table. And the only skylights that were not broken were those above our food. Mm. And so mm. I have just... It, I love what we've been able to do with snack packs. I love it for me personally because I've gotten to see mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. in such amazing ways mm-hmm. and, and such tangible ways. Yeah. Um, Listeners, I wish you could see the, the look on Leslie's face as she talks because you'll see tears in her eyes. <laughs> this is this is how much this this organization means to her and the impact it's making. Leslie, thank you so much. Michelle, do you have stories you'd like to share about uh, children who benefited from the program? I have this one story that I share um, with our donors and volunteers and our teachers, but there was a young boy who was in second grade. He was a snack pack recipient, and the teacher had a program, a, a student of the week. And so that student got to bring their favorite toy, share pictures of their family um, each day. And on Friday, they got to bring their favorite snack to share. Mm. So the teacher, knowing this, um, went out to this young boy and asked what his favorite snack was and if she would go purchase it for him and have it behind her desk so he could it would be available. And he said to her he's like no i got this ma'am so she's okay the week progresses and she you know these teachers love these children they are their babies and she's nervous but it came time for snack time and that young man went to his backpack and pulled out 20 bags of apple jacks which is a cereal that he received in his snack pack that he had been saving so he could share that with his peers mm-hmm. and as we always say we we know we're meeting a basic need by providing food but we're intentional in our consistency that makes that child feel safe and secure and then the ability to share something with his peers that he probably has never had an opportunity elevates his self-esteem. Yeah. And it just truly, you get a glimpse of the potential that this, that this young man has in his life. Mm-hmm. And so that for us is um, so rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also, our, our program... The dignity and respect and, and that we don't really get to see those who receive it, uh, the, you know, we don't, unless they come to us. But we've had people come to our warehouse and said, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being there, especially during COVID and times of trouble. They were like, you you made a difference in my life. And yeah. so anytime, I always say that's a God moment, too. So mm-hmm. God, there are times, Leslie and I look at each other, we're like, oh, dear how are we going to do this but god always provides so um 
we just go, okay, it's yep. in your hands. That's exactly <laughs> right. Well, we're just about out of time, but uh, Michelle, tell us how the community can help you. You know, what can they do to, to come alongside you? Well, we're always looking volunteers. You can come volunteer with us at our warehouse, our delivery. Um, donations, it costs about $175 uh, to feed one child for the entire school year. So we're looking for donations to help fund the program. Um, you can go to our website, which is sp4ksa.org. Um, and if you're interested in becoming a community partner, we need partners and organizations to come adopt uh, these schools and provide the financial and volunteer support they need. Mm-hmm. Give us the website one more time. It is sp4ksa.org. Okay. Okay. Well, listeners, uh, you've you've gotten the website here, and if you need more information, uh, go to that website to volunteer to make donations. And uh, so, Leslie, Michelle, thank you all for being with us today. And uh, I feel we could talk for another hour, but uh, unfortunately, we've only got this amount of time. So um, I'd like to bless you all with a prayer uh, before we depart today. And thank you so much for what you do. You're just impacting today, and you're impacting tomorrow. So so thank you for that. Thank you, Cody. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for today. Every day is a gift, and we're thankful for Snack Pack for Kids. We're thankful that Leslie Kingman had this vision uh, so many years ago to get this started and stayed the course and persevered. And uh, and now as Michelle leads on and guides, we just pray for this great organization. May they have everything they need to fulfill their mission. Uh, pray for the kids as they're back in school and uh, those that are hungry. Uh, they just pray that their needs will be met. And so just continue to guide us and lead us, Lord, as we uh, serve you where we are. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. Well, uh, we are so grateful that uh, Leslie and Michelle came in to talk to us today. You know, no child should have to fight through the discomfort of hunger in order to learn in this city. And I'm grateful uh, for your efforts, ladies, to help children overcome those needs. So so thank you all. We, We really appreciate what you do. Listeners, we're always grateful for you that you stop in to take a listen. And we hope you've been encouraged by the work being done in our community to improve the lives of our neighbors. As always, you can catch our episodes anywhere you get your podcast or by visiting Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio's website, bhfsa.org forward slash together for good. We'll be back next week with another great conversation about health matters and the work of our nonprofits in our area. Take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in today for Together for Good. We hope you've been encouraged, uplifted, and inspired. Until our next time together, may the Lord bless and keep you. And in all things, to God be the glory. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.